0: All right, episode 20 of Catching a Buzz is back. Um, we talk, well, first of all, we talk, I talk about the Bucs and the NBA and everything. Uh, I go on a little bit of a rant, but that's, uh, that's a little fun, fun to listen to. Uh, the Bucs, they're in danger, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we also talk NASCAR per usual, uh, MLB, a quick MLB segment on the Brewers um, and the trade deadline moves. Uh, We talk NFL, Fournette, Kamara, uh, a trade that happened between the Jags and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, We also talk college football. It's back this weekend. Group of five is back. So we talk a little bit about that. We get our unofficial game of the week from Whitey. Um, And then we finish off with a fun new segment that we were going to debut for episode 20. Should be fun. Should be a lot of actually a lot of fun. Uh, We we really enjoy it. Um, So I hope you guys do, too uh stay tuned and thanks for listening all right um episode 20 like you heard in the intro um we're just going to get straight into the nba talk um because I'm depressed. I think everyone that is a Bucks fan is depressed. Um, if you, once again, live run, live under a rock, the Bucks just went down 2-0 to the Miami Heat. Um, and I, I we, we fill out a little sheet before the show and, and make sure we got the talking points and stuff. I'm just going to rant for a second. First of all, 2-0 to the Heat, the way we've played makes sense. We've played like absolute shit the entire series, the entire two games. The entire fucking, what is it? Four, what's 48 times 2? 96? 96 minutes of basketball, we played like absolute shit. Was that quick math or what? No, yeah,
1: well, that was quick math. It took me a lot longer to confirm it than it did for you to do the
0: math. Okay, yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, 96 ba- ninety-six minutes of basketball, absolute <clears throat> shit basketball. Um, I'll start out with Coach Bud because I think he might be the biggest problem. Everyone's talking about, oh, coach of the year last year. He was a great coach, Whatever. He hasn't done shit in the playoffs when it comes to any team. He was, I mean, I guess he was an assistant with the Spurs, and that was pretty much all Pop's job. Assistants don't do anything. He went to Atlanta, won a fuck ton of games in the regular season. Regular season coach of the year, probably however many years he was there and however many years he's been in Milwaukee. But what the fuck are we doing in the playoffs when we're playing Giannis 34 minutes a game? What the fuck is that shit? Listen. Playing 34 minutes of the game during the regular season, fine by me. We're still going to win 60 games. And when it comes to the fucking playoffs, Giannis has to be in the game 40 minutes plus. It just has to happen, especially when you're down 1-0 in a series where game two is so fucking important. It doesn't make any sense. Giannis is taking so many breaks. And then you get the videos of, or the fucking TV screens of Giannis on the sidelines just watching helplessly. Like, oh, is he ever going to come back in? And I know sometimes he's out for like a minute, minute and a half. Keep him in the fucking game. That dude works out like a motherfucker in the offseason. He has enough fucking athletic ability to stay in the game for 40 minutes a game. That's number one. Two, Giannis. Giannis is the second problem. He hasn't... I mean, he's put up the numbers that we come to expect. 28, 29, 30 a game. But when it comes down to it, I don't know if there's an MVP I trust less in the crunch time than Giannis Antetokounmpo. And I think that... like. If you name the MVPs of past, I trust Kevin Durant. I trust LeBron. I trust even Russell Westbrook more than Giannis right now. I trust James Harden more than Giannis because, they one, they can all hit the three. Two, Giannis, I feel like he just, if he's not eight feet away from the basket, he gets scared in the crunch time. He does. And he doesn't have a back, back down post-up game. He doesn't have, like, he needs to be sprinting at the basket. That's the second problem. Um, third, Brooke Lopez has a quarter where he'll go off for 11 and then not do anything the rest of the game. Bledsoe will do the same thing. Chris will do the same thing. There's no consistency on the offense besides maybe George Hill. That's about it for, uh, for the rant today. Um, but if you didn't watch the end of the game, uh, Chris Middleton had the chance to tie the game with about four, sec- four seconds left. Um, he ties – well, he doesn't tie it up. Gets fouled on a iffy foul. I can see that more than the foul coming later. Um, but yeah, Chris got followed, made all three free throws. Jimmy Butler goes down the court, shoots a two, a deep two from the corner. This is another thing that pissed me off. And I told myself I wasn't going to get too worked up because I have a 20 minute drive to get from my house to Whitey's. I turned on some Morgan Wallen, threw a Zen in and I was just vibing because I knew I had to get my mind off of it. But that shot is so fucking stupid. This is re- the reason the NBA fucking sucks. Jimmy Butler was falling down before he even landed. He was falling backwards before he even landed. Wasn't a wasn't a fadeaway, really. He just started falling down like Hawaii did in Game 6 against Philly last year. And, and nobody followed him there. I, I swear to God, Giannis did more of a job to hold Jimmy Butler up than he did to shove Jimmy Butler down. There is no fucking way that's a foul in any sense of the word. I I get that your Miami fans might have been pissed off about the Chris Middleton call. I probably would have been too. But it was like it was like him. Giannis just like gave him a high five to the side. It didn't affect anything. And the fact they called that pissed me off more than anything. Didn't watch the free throws. Shut it off. Drove the Whitey's. I'm pissed. Y'all good? Yeah.
1: All right. So my you know. You brought up a lot of good points. There's a lot of things I'm frustrated about. What I hate about the call on Jimmy Butler, one, if anybody thinks Middleton did not did not get fouled, there is zero chance that Butler got fouled. Yeah, you
0: can't justify the second foul if you don't think the first foul happened.
1: Right, and two, you just don't call a foul uh, unless the guy gets mugged. You don't call a foul on a tie game buzzer beater.
0: Yeah, expe- yeah, zero seconds left. Like,
1: like let four. him go to overtime. The better team, you know, the hotter team's gonna win.
0: That's such a. Y- you don't. <sighs> whoever the fuck the ref is for that game, I've seen his name all over Twitter. Can't remember it. That dude needs to be fucking reevaluated for his fucking job.
1: You don't call a foul on a tie game buzzer beater. No. Like, unless it is in a. Gr- like, unless it was like a flagrant a foul, happy. like. Punched in the mouth, you don't call a foul in that scenario, and yeah, you know, you talked about not being able to trust Giannis. Part of the problem, like, you want your best players putting up the shots when the game's on the line, but when we're down three or more, we can't put the ball in Giannis's hands. No,
0: we can't, and because if
1: we need a three, like, he's not a guy you can trust. And I understand that there's superstars that can't shoot the three, but. Like, I don't even know what to say about it. It's like it, It's It sucks.
0: It's very sad. Um, and then you hear the fucking commentators talking about, oh, Chris Middleton's the other all-star. Why doesn't he touch the ball? Well, I got as much confidence as Brooke Lopez making a three. Like, Brooke Lopez is a great three-point shooter. So is George Hill. Sorry, mind fart. Uh... Corver, yeah, Corver's in the fucking game. Like I don't know why they dig on Middleton so much. I mean, I just did a little bit, but that's just because the consistency. He'll put up sixteen points in a quarter, but then he'll just sit in the corner and do nothing for the rest. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's sad. I, as much as I hate to say it, I still think the Bucks are going to win this series. I
1: see. I'm not. I, oh, I'm definitely worried. I was going to say I'm not worried. I'm definitely worried. But I'm also confident we can pull it out, you know, because we just have to. I mean, yeah, okay, got to win four out of the next five. But we are the one seed. We do have one of the top three players in the world.
0: Yeah, and here's the thing: is not not to cut you off, but there's no way Jay Crowder can shoot sixty six percent from from the three-point line just doesn't happen he was shooting like 20 28 before the bubble or before the playoffs started there's no way that Kelly Olynyk's gonna come in and hit three or four big time threes you're shooting we've shut the shooters down pretty much hero had 17 today he's one of their better three-point shooters Duncan Robinson hasn't done shit Jimmy Butler sucks from the three-point line there's like we we've shut down the right people. We just gotten unlucky, and I feel like every time Milwaukee plays Jay Crowder in the playoffs, he turns into some animal who could be an all star. I don't fucking get it. Jay Crowder is not that good. Same, I mean, same with Fred VanVleet, kind of, because like, but Freddie does show up in the playoffs, so I'll give it to him there. But there's no way they can sustain their three point shooting with their not great three point shooting players.
1: Another thing that you kind of you talking reminded me of. And I've said before on the podcast, I am not a basketball coach. I'm, I'm not going to claim to be. Is the pick-and-roll slash pick-and-pop, like, just the most deadly play ever created in basketball? People? Because either like either we just happen to play the teams in playoffs that are amazing at running it, or we just suck at defending it, and I'm pretty sure we just suck at defending it.
0: Yeah, I don't get how it's, – it's the most OP strat in basketball, and – You just got to keep using it because, like, even when we do it and Giannis is screening, it works out well. If you try to screen for Giannis in the pick-and-roll, it's not going to fucking work. He needs to screen and have George Hill come off the ball or Eric Bledsoe, people that know how to fucking run the pick-and-roll, and and just do it. Just fucking screen Giannis every – have Giannis screen every single play. I guarantee we're better off than what our stagnant-ass basketball is doing right now. Um – but we'll move on because I can't talk about the Bucks anymore. Uh, I just need to keep drinking beers. Um, but uh, just a little side note, Whitey is in the middle of a ESPN fantasy football draft right now. He didn't know he was doing it until about, what, an hour before?
1: Yeah, like 7 o'clock I got a text, hey, you want to join a league?
0: Yeah, so he's in the middle of that. Uh, you want to read your team off real quick, Whitey?
1: All right, so yeah, it's a 12-man PPR league. I had the fourth pick overall complete awareness or complete transparency forgot about the draft as we were getting ready to record. So my team goes, uh, Delvin. I'll read it off in order that I drafted them. Uh, Delvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Chris Carsons, Robert Woods, Terry McLaren, DJ Shark.
0: Sounds like my fucking team.
1: I know. I keep thinking that like, this is kind of like the team you drafted in our league.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's that. We'll, we'll keep you updated if any big things happen. Uh, just a note, David Johnson got picked in the second round of a 12-team draft. Uh, not the best pick by that dude, not going to call out his name, but that might be the worst pick in the history of picks.
1: Yeah, he immediately sees, like, I fucking panicked. And I was like, you know what? Like, Yeah, that was just a bad pick. That's like, about the worst
0: panic pick you can have.
1: Day 18th overall, David Johnson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll move on to NASCAR. Uh, Whitey's got you for that. I, uh, I need to start watching more. I say this every week. Uh, but now that it's playoffs, now that now that it's getting into the big time, I'm sure I'll watch a couple of them if why you text me to watch them.
1: Yeah, so uh, this last weekend, a uh, pretty big weekend. Obviously, like I talked about, they went back night racing at Daytona for the Coke Zero Sugar 400. Uh, Wait,
0: la- do they have the Coke Zero and the Coke Zero Sugar? Is that just the... – because I, I, they used to have the Coke Zero 400, I think.
1: Okay, it might have been the Coke Zero 400. I don't know. They also have the Coca Cola 600 at Charlotte. Um, But so, Daytona night racing, last race before the playoffs. Uh, 16 drivers make the playoffs. The top 14 were locked in. The three vying for two spots were Matt DiBenedetto, William Byron, and Jimmy Johnson. uh, Seven time, whatever you want to call him, one of my least favorite drivers. Everybody hates him. So. Jimmy Johnson uh, is running top 10 towards the end of the race. Hadn't really been any any cautions. Everyone's waiting for the big one to happen. Finally, the big one happens. Johnson gets taken out. Benedetto, Byron both sneak through. Byron wins the race. Him and Benedetto make it into the playoffs. Moving forward, without Jimmy Johnson in the playoffs in his last ever NASCAR season. Without who? Jimmy
0: Johnson. Oh, that guy that we all hate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Seven
1: times? Yeah, fuck that kid. Mm-hmm. Fuck that kid 40, year old, 40 years older than me. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that 50-year-old kid. And what else is interesting is Chad Knaus, Jimmy Johnson's old crew chief that he won all his championships yeah, who's he, with.
0: Who's he, who's he with now? He's
1: with William Byron. Yeah. <laughs> Not only did he switch drivers and bailed on Jimmy, he's now a crew chief for a guy on Jimmy's team. They both <laughs> race for Hendrick. So moving forward in the playoffs without Jimmy Johnson, it's going to be weird. He hasn't really been near nearly as competitive as he has been in the past couple years anyway. But it's just kind of weird because you always see these kind of fairy tale stories of top athletes in their sport going out on top. Kobe
0: going out with 60.
1: Kobe and Peyton Manning making two Super Bowls in a row and calling it a career. Jimmy Johnson does not get that.
0: No. Fuck him.
1: Also, I'm up on the clock right now.
0: Okay. Uh, you want me to
1: talk or keep talking NASCAR while I make my bro, pick? No, you talk on it. All right, so I got...
0: Cars, fast cars, NASCARs. All right. <laughs> that, all right.
1: <laughs> Looking at the board, I got three running backs, three tight ends. We are in... You,
0: three running backs, three wide receivers. Oh, yeah, if my you bad. Had three tight ends, that would be... No, what
1: I meant to say is I wanted, I was going to look tight end this round... Top guys on the board, Hunter Henry, Jared Cook, Noah fan. I'm oh, definitely going to hold off. So let's just look at top overall positions. According to ESPN rankings, look at them how you want. Tyler, board, Will Full- Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Debo Samuel, Tariq Cohen. I think I'm going Hollywood.
0: I, would also, I was going to say I really like Ty- uh, Marquise here. Um, has the most upside, I think, because... Tyler Boyd, good last year, but he was the only target in the offense last year. Right now
1: they have T. Higgins, A.J. Green's back. Joe Mixon should have another good year. I think Hollywood's the pick.
0: Yeah, I think so as well.
1: Locking it in, Hollywood Brown in the seventh round, I'll take it. So, moving back to NASCAR, moving forward to next week in NASCAR, the playoffs are on. I'll give a quick rundown on how, on how NASCAR playoffs work. So all 40 drivers still race in the playoff races. That 16 playoff contenders will run amongst everybody else. They're going to run three races in the round of 16. This Sunday night they go to Darlington, then they go to Richmond for a Saturday night race, and then the week after they they go Saturday night racing at Bristol, which is always a hell of a race after those 3 after those 3 races god i can't talk tonight i think i'm just excited about nascar i think so after those 3 races the field gets cut down to 12 they race 3 more down to 8 3 more and then they have the championship race all 40 drivers but it's just the top 4 whatever position they finish in you know in their own respective order that's who wins it i
0: always thought it was weird with nascar playoffs because like you know growing up on all the teams with all the team sports and stuff you're like well why is this idiot who obviously is the 40th overall driver in the field racing in a in a a playoff event and it just i mean it it ends up making sense you know but right because otherwise you know you'd have four
1: cars racing a 400 mile race like it'd be like the cars movie where Lightning, yeah. Chick Hicks, yeah. and uh and Dynaco, dude. Dynaco, dude. Uh, like, yeah. like, it was cool for the movie as a kid. That oh, would yeah. be a god-awful race. No, everyone would hate it. Like So, th- this Saturday, or excuse me, this Sunday night at Darlington, if you guys remember, I think one of our first episodes was when NASCAR made its return and had a doubleheader at Darlington.
0: No, that was our first one with sports back.
1: Okay, first one with sports back. I think
0: we started this thing the week it shut down. Oh, yeah, we did. Anyway, our our first NASCAR talk
1: was when Darlington came back. It's a hell of a track. The two times they ran there in the spring, my guy Chase Elliott got fifth and then was running third when Kyle Busch took him out late in the race. Tentatively... My pick right now is Chase Elliott for this Sunday Sunday night. No
0: confirms. Just no
1: confirms. I'll tweet it out on Sunday or Saturday night. But if you guys looked at the Twitter for the bets that I tweeted out last week, not good. Oh, I laid an egg.
0: Zero for zilch, nada. What are other zero words? Zero zilch nada. Zero. Kaput. Kaput that just means broken in German. Yeah, just it was pretty broken. Just bomb. Yeah,
1: went over. so I had a three leg parlay. Lost the first one, so the other two didn't matter. But to rub salt in the wound, I lost both those two. They wouldn't have hit. Had a college football parlay on an FCS game. Neither of those bets hit. NASCAR has tweeted out four guys. They did well up until the two big wrecks at the end, so I'm not embarrassed about that. But they didn't win, so you don't win any money if you went with my picks.
0: Sorry for that one. Um, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about betting a little later. Um, but we'll just move on to MLB now. Uh, not much to talk about. I struggle to watch the Brewers on a nightly basis. It's tough. Um, not only do I get not get the choice of using the main TV in my living room, well, the only TV in my living room to watch the Brewers. Um, because I, I was going to say, that would be a
1: weird flex if you're just like, no, yeah, yeah main, my house has 2 80-inch TVs. If I don't get
0: the main TV in the living room, I don't want it. No, um, I have to go upstairs to watch TV. I know, first world problems. But um, the Brewers walked off against the Pirates. Um, I believe it was Sogard again. Sogard. Yeah, I
1: think Sogard.
0: Whatever it was, they walked off, took three or four from the Pirates, which was a good sign. After we got swept by them the week before. Um, but we still suck, um, which was evident at the trade deadline. Um, they dealt David Phelps to the Phillies uh, for some players to be named later, prospects uh, up and coming in the Philly system. I, I don't hate the move. I especially don't hate the move because we did trade Josh Hader. That's, I mean, that, that was the number one concern. I was checking Twitter all day on the trade deadline, making sure there was nothing about Hader, nothing about Hader. Nothing ended up coming up. We traded away our third best reliever in exchange for three prospects. I'll take it. And like we just signed Phelps, so it didn't really like feel like I had lost anything.
1: Yeah, let me uh, let me be completely honest here. I have no idea what the whole to be named later thing even means.
0: So you okay? So basically, you trade. You, you know you want to. You you know you want to do the trade. I believe this is how it goes. I'm not completely well versed in the trading MLB world because that's a whole nother animal. But. Um, it is you agree you want to trade the player, which is David Phelps right now. Um, you but you you don't you won't be able to get the trade in in time when you have to negotiate what the other players are. So I think it's just like hey we're trading them for players to be named later, and then like you have extra time after the trade deadline to agree on who is who.
1: But like, how do you regulate that? Because like Phelps already got dealt.
0: I have no idea, but I. I just, I, uh, once again, not well-versed in that. ML- MLB. trades and MLB minor league systems and all that stuff is so fucking complicated. But I just assume you put it on them say, hey, we're giving them three players. We'll talk about it after the deadline. I have no idea. That might that might be completely off. But that's what I think of when players to be named later.
1: Yeah, I mean, then that might be absolutely right. Makes sense to me. I don't get it. I just figured I'd let everybody know I'm integrity. a moron.
0: You got you to gotta work on integrity there.
1: Right, like, yeah, you know, maybe you just sign a, you know, I don't know, I have some weird stat that says, like, we want three players of, like, this value yeah. or some shit like that. Who knows? Baseball's weird.
0: Baseball is weird. Um, we'll move on to a more familiar sport for the both of us, especially when it comes to free agency and trades, the NFL. Um, as you guys have heard, seen, watched, Leonard Fournette has moved on from the Jacksonville Jaguars, um, and he moved to a close, pretty close team in the Buccaneers. Uh, I don't know how many miles. I would guess it's about 100 miles down the road. No, no, I'd go, I'd go 180 down the road in, in Florida.
1: I'm looking it up. Okay. Don't worry. Um,
0: but, yeah, he joins the Buccaneers, that, that quote-unquote star-studded roster of mostly has-beens.
1: Hold on. What did you say? How many miles? I said 180. 199.8. That's pretty damn good. Not bad.
0: I thought that was pretty good. At first, my guess was 100 miles, but I realized Jacksonville and Tampa Bay are on other sides of the state.
1: Right, um, and they're like, Jacksonville's a little yeah. further north.
0: Yeah, um, yeah so he, he's playing for the Bucks now. I don't think this changes m- many things for the Bucs. Um, I think it is now even more of a committee as it was before at the running back position. But I don't know how much actual value Leonard, uh, Leonard Fournette brings other than a big name to the Buccaneers. Like, you have Rob Gronkowski. Not sure how much that added other than a big name. You have Tom Brady. He'll he'll bring some fucking value to the team. But this Fournette thing, I mean, they only paid him $3.5 million to play for a year. And it's only a one-year thing. Like It makes sense for four... Uh, Tampa Bay. I just don't think this team gets a whole lot better with him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that you know, I, I think there's a lot of potential for Fournette to do well with the Bucks. It just kind of helps solidify the ground game so they don't have to put it all on Tom Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin because I, well, I'm not that confident how much Gronk has left in the tank so we'll see about that. But I think it's a good move for the Bucks. Jaguars definitely were hoping to get something for Net on the trade market. Obviously, that didn't happen, so they just Wait, let him I go. I like that.
0: You just said the Jaguars were looking to get something for Net. You like? Oh. no, no, I really liked it. It was that was the best thing we've ever done on this podcast. Trying to get something for Net—that was really good, Whitey. Don't even be ashamed of that one. That was
1: really fucking bold. Oh, I'm on the clock. I got 30 okay. seconds.
0: Okay, I'll will keep talking. Yeah, they weren't gonna get much. Four four net. Um, Whitey's had four wide receivers, three running backs. Um, but yeah, it it, it should help him a little bit. Not sure how much. I'm not sure what else Whitey wanted to say other than that. Um, so we'll talk. Um, the Jags again. The Jags are a hot topic in the NFL. They traded Yannick Ngakwe to the Vikings for a 2021 second rounder and a conditional uh, pick, 2022 2022 fifth-round pick. Uh, So they got a couple picks for him. I'm sure Yannick wanted out of Jacksonville. Everybody fucking does. That's been a key theme over the past couple years, ever since they went to the AFC Championship game. Everyone wants out of there. Fuck Jacksonville. Um, They run their team terribly. I think they're trying to get rid of all of their guys from, like, the Tom Coughlin era. Um, But he went to the Vikings they're only a like key addition this offseason. their team is still terrible on defense after losing everybody i'm not going to say they're terrible but they're not going to be as good as they have been the past couple of years um but the it, the trade almost didn't go through did you hear about that i did not um so they had their starting left tackle i don't i don't remember his name we talked about me and my buddy jacob talked about it this week um but they needed to clear cap space and so they had, like, a two- or three-day-long dispute with their left, start left tackle to get him to restructure his contract. It ended up working out, so they got to keep the left tackle, and they got Yannick Ngakwe. I don't think it does much to the Vikings. Um, obviously, it doesn't do much to the Jags because they were already terrible. Um, it's just another pass rush you got to watch out for for Aaron Rodgers.
1: Yeah, that's honestly the biggest thing about it for me is just, like, damn it. Like, he had to go to the NFC yeah. North. He's obviously a good player.
0: Rather have him go there than the Bears.
1: I'd agree. I'd agree. But what I will say is, I would. I gotta look and see if there's like a prop bet on this, because the Jags are gonna have the number one overall pick and they're gonna take Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I I don't think they have another option.
0: I don't think so. Unless they like stumble into three wins and you got a a two win team out there like
1: the Washington Football Team. Yeah, but, but with I Ron think, Rivera, I think that like I think, think Ron Ru- I think Rivera's Washington, good for a few wins on a bad team. I think
0: Washington football team maybe wins five or six games this year. I'd agree. i I'm trying to think of some bad teams who would get that first overall pick from Jacksonville. It yeah, because be, I mean you want I mean, you just
1: want to work west to east.
0: It could be Miami because they don't want to start too right away. But Ryan Fitzpatrick's always good for a couple wins. And
1: they had an even worse team last year and they stumbled into five wins. Yeah.
0: It's not gonna be Anybody in the AFC East... No, Jets? I don't think the... I mean, the Jets could be a two-win team, but I, I think they still... I don't know. If you have a two-win season with Sam Darnold at the helm, do you... Well, first of all, you fire Adam Gase. Oh, I mean, yeah. He, I don't yeah. think Adam Gase makes it through the regular season.
1: No. There's zero chance. He.
0: Uh, <sighs> I think you rule the AFC East out, rule the NFC East out, because you're not going to move on from Carson, Dak...
1: Right, and they're not... Dwayne yeah Askins or... Yeah. Daniel Jones.
0: Does it got to be... It...
1: NFC South, no, because I...
0: The NFC South is loaded. I mean,
1: maybe the Panthers. I think the Panthers. If Bridgewater are... struggles. Yeah.
0: It's going to be... I don't want to work through it all on the podcast because I don't want to waste people's time, but I think somehow the bimbos... We talking about Jags. Yeah, the Jags stumble into the second overall pick somehow, somehow, some way. Gardner Mitchell will go off for five hundred and four.
1: The Jags are either getting Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields in the draft.
0: Yeah, that, that's the that's the consensus here.
1: That's just what. That's just how it's gonna go.
0: Talking about the NFC East, uh, Alvin Kamara is hold- NFC South. NFC South. My bad. Uh, Alvin Kamara is holding out uh, over a contract dispute. Uh, I think he's got... I think this is his last year on his contract. Um, so he's holding out for that. Um, he also had some sort of surgery. I forget what it's called, but it's to, like, release tension in the back. Oh, he had...
1: Yeah, he had, like, an epidural, epidural injection in his back. In the back.
0: Yeah, and that that might be, like... It might have been like, hey, I want a contract, but also my back's fucked, so I'm just going to sit out for a little bit. But I don't know... I mean, you got to pay the dude, but how much do you pay him? Does he get... In the same range as, like, a Zeke payment?
1: Yeah, and the other thing is, like, how much do you value Alvin Kamara for the success of your team? Like, because obviously they, you know, with the rumors that they are willing to trade him for a first-round pick, they felt like they could win this year without him.
0: Yeah, and that's why I'm – I don't know about the Saints draft this year. I didn't look at it, like, at all. But I don't think they drafted a running back this year.
1: I don't believe so. They just have Latavius Murray yeah. you know, as in the backup role.
0: Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they do there. Um, Kamara's a damn good player, but you don't pay running backs in this league. It just doesn't happen.
1: Well, no. I mean, it, it didn't work out with Fournette. The Jags just cut him. Yeah. Didn't work out with Devontae Freeman. He's still looking for a team. Yeah. Didn't work out for Todd Gurley. Uh,
0: Todd Gurley's going to suck this year.
1: Yeah, his knee is shot. His knee, is shot. his knee is
0: shot. I have no faith in him anywhere near the top of any NFL rankings, any fantasy football rankings this year. I think he's going to be terrible.
1: I agree. You know what's funny? As we're talking about not paying running backs, Phil, why don't you go into our next topic?
0: Oh yeah. yeah. It didn't look that far down, (laughs) even though it's only one line down. Uh, Yeah. Joe Mixon just got paid. He got, he got the bag, signed a four year extension worth $48 million. Um, to me, this is a no-brainer. They don't have a lot of. Cincinnati doesn't have a lot of a lot of money tied up in big names besides AJ Green. Um, they got rid of or ended their contract or whatever. The contract ran out for Andy Dalton, so he's off the books. Um, and Joe Mixon has been the one like stable factor for the past three years. There's there's no reason why you shouldn't pay the dude twelve million dollars a year. I mean, you're paying him the same as. Uh, I'm pretty sure Melvin. Is Melvin getting 12? He might. I think think he's getting less than that. I think he's two for 16. Yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, I I think it's a good deal for uh, both sides. Honestly, I think Joe Mixon's a really fucking great back. I just think that he plays for Cincinnati. I don't think that I know that.
1: Right. And he obviously doesn't have a great offensive line. They got guys like Jonah Williams trying to bolster it, especially for Joe Burrow. And if Joe Burrow turns into a superstar and is obviously going to command the money that a good quarterback would, it won't matter because he'll be on his rookie deal for this season and four more, and then Joe Mixon's contract will be up. So it really – it helped. I I like the move because, yeah, they're paying a lot for a running back, but it helps keep them – I don't want to say competitive, but it helps try to keep them competitive before they have to shell out big money.
0: So say – Joe Burrow doesn't like doesn't make an immediate impact I know he will because he's better than the two quarterbacks they had in the previous couple years Um, but say they they might be a two win team this year with a struggling Joe like not because of Joe Burrow but because of Zach Taylor I still don't believe in Zach Taylor as a head coach I just first of all hate the way he spells the name Zach you know how he spells it Z-A-C yeah
1: oh it's interesting I fucking hate that I I think isn't that how Efron does it
0: I couldn't. I think so, but I like Zach Efron. Okay, okay. Uh, but I hate Zach Taylor. Um,
1: two first names can't trust a person with two first no, names. No, you
0: cannot. Um, would you rather name your kid Z A C or Z A C H? Because Z A C H has always looked weird to me.
1: See, I like the C H better than the C K. Really? I do. Zach. I mean, sure.
0: I I I feel like it should be Zach. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but, like, the C-H can make a K sound. I just... I, Zucchini? Do you ever that, look at it and think it's... Z-U-C. H. Is it really? Z-U-C-H. Zucchini. Do you, do you want to say that? Zucchini?
0: No, Z-U-C-C-H. Come on.
1: Yeah, but it's C-H.
0: Yeah, but you got the two C's there. Right, but The two C's changes everything.
1: It's not Zucchini. No. It's Zucchini.
0: I think the second C makes the first C a sound. No, 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 no. Hey, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Wait, before you say anything. Zook Zucchini. Zucchini.
1: Okay, so how do you pronounce the word that is used for if you are very good at something? You would say if a coach wins a lot of games, you would say he is blank as a football coach. Starts with an S.
0: Superior.
1: Successful. So the first C, yeah, makes the K in suck, but the second one makes a S, so that doesn't work for zucchini.
0: Okay, all I'm saying is I hate the way he spells his fucking name. But uh, but
1: no, I I think I know where you're going with this. If the Bengals are in the top two, I don't think they take a quarterback. I think one of those well, two fall to three. I know they take the
0: quarterback, but then does Joe Burrow fall to two if the Bengals got the number one pick?
1: What do They're you mean? Tra- does he fall for two? Trevor you mean Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence yeah, fall too? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Or they could get a massive trade for him from a team. I think they
0: trade back in that situation,
1: right? I think you'd have to because the lo- from and obviously neither of us are, you know, executive scouting GMs, but from the hype on Trevor Lawrence and just watching him play, he's gonna be special in my opinion. So the load you can get from from you know trading back so someone else can have him. It's got to be massive. Even
0: having to trade from two to one to get him is going to be ridiculous. Right,
1: because the number two team that wants him is going to know that there's going to be 10 teams in the league calling trying to get that pick.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh, Great signing by Joe Mixon. Uh, That's, I think, both of our opinions.
1: Yeah, I like the signing. In a different, you know, I know we're ripping on paying running backs, but in this scenario, I don't think it's going to cost him anything. No.
0: Uh, We'll move on to college football because we got it back this week. We had it back last weekend. FCS kickoff. FCS kickoff. Uh, I'll let Jake take over.
1: All right, so, yeah, no Power Five yet. They're starting next week and the weeks after with the different conferences that are playing. (laughs) Group of Five is back this weekend. Uh, I believe we have the American playing the Sunbelt and Conference USA. And then obviously the Mac and Mountain West opted out along with the PAC 12 and big 10 group of five action. The, what I'm going to call the unofficial game of the week, BYU at Navy on Monday night on labor day. Traditionally is that, you know, top opening week matchup between two power five teams that they play at Jerry world in Dallas, because we have not a normal year. This year, it's BYU and Navy to kick the season off on Labor Day.
0: You don't think that the kickoff should really be South Alabama versus Southern Miss?
1: Well, that's why I'm <laughs> calling this the unofficial game of the week because okay. my guys UAB, who I think you might root for too, just because you know they got Dragons. their program taken away yeah. and then they came back. And I think or, they play they tomorrow play. night.
0: No, I thought they. Do. Oh, Did they really?
1: I'm pretty sure they play tomorrow night. The only game
0: I have on their schedule right now is the 10th, which would be a week from tomorrow night, but they might.
1: Damn it. I'm Ah, uh, that game might have got postponed then. Uh,
0: but UAB does play Miami. Um, yeah, yeah, they're. On the 10th. I got a million dollars on my UAB plus 16.
1: Oh, it's plus 16? So oh, they're yeah. not even. Damn, it's not even
0: that bad.
1: How about them dragons? How about
0: them fucking dragons? Look at them go.
1: Put put your house on UAB <laughs> covering. Ah
0: oh god. No, but anyway. No.
1: But anyway, see I got that's probably, you know, the best game of the week uh, in terms of Put your
0: put your guest house on UAB, not your full house.
1: Okay, put the guest house on UAB yeah. to cover, maybe the car. Yeah. But yeah, keep the deed to your regular house. Uh-huh. But looking at some uh, significant opt-outs because that's you know kind of the trend across sports in this pandemic world, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, LSU. Yep. that's a big one. A big one. I think that makes it so LSU like officially lost like on offense. I think it's now 11 of 12, or excuse me, 10 of 11 starters, and then defense they lost a bunch to the draft, and they're somehow ranked in the top 10 preseason.
0: Yeah, I don't know how they're going to be good. I mean, I know they're going to have a bunch of talent in the pipelines, but it doesn't make any sense that you lose 20 out of 22 guys.
1: Like, Derek Stingley Jr. is a cornerback. He might only be a true sophomore, which if that's the case is impressive because he might be the best corner in the nation. I don't think they're going to be a bad team, but I would be very surprised.
0: I think we're back to 9-3 and three LSU.
1: Right, where they win a couple, get super high-ranked, then lose to AM, slip up against Ole Miss, and yeah. then Georgia or Florida beats them.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, another one, Kenny Gainwell, guy out of running back out of Memphis.
0: I started reading the, these names before you talked about it. I had no idea who these next three people are. Really? I have an idea who Micah Parsons is, but... Okay. Eddie Gainwell and Gregory Rousseau.
1: Gregory no, Rousseau, no one of the top true. DNs in college football, for? Miami. Another reason to put it all on the Dragons. Bro,
0: all I'm saying is Miami, fuck them. They don't even produce good players. Fuck them. Except in the early 2000s.
1: But what I'm saying is there's significant opt-outs. Guys all saying I'm going to the league, so I'm not risking playing anyway. Fair enough. And then we get into the Big Ten list that I came up with, which... Was kind of weird putting together because the Big Ten's not playing.
0: But they kind of are. But they
1: kind of are. Micah Parsons gonna probably be a top ten overall pick linebacker from Penn State, and then the two best receivers in the conference, Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, love to see that he's Come on, opting out. It. Jack
0: Dunn, top top two wide receiver.
1: Okay, we'll say well, our two out of the top three. Yeah,
0: two out of the top three. Guys, and then Jack Dunn would play, I think, if we had a season. Yeah, Jack, he's a, yeah. He's committed. He's a, he's a ball player. Oh, yeah. He, Football guy's guy.
1: And then Rondale Moore out of Purdue. And honestly, I'm kind of upset I don't get to see Rondale Moore play. You Rondale remember him? Rondale Moore
0: is electric. I oh. fucking loved watching that dude play, except against the Badgers. Right. Um, he,
1: Putting on disgusting spin moves.
0: It, insane spin moves. Insane everything. That dude is going to be a top 15 pick in this year's draft. He didn't play last year. And he's yeah. not going to play this year,
1: right? It's like it kind of sucks. Like just when he broke out and everyone's like, "This is one of the most electric players in college football," he gets hurt and now is opting out he's just to focus lot, on the draft. He's
0: got a lot of Tyreek Hill in, in, in him, uh, what I think.
1: No, I that's a good comparison, just in terms of explosiveness,
0: quickness, footwork. Every I really think Ron Moore could have been if he played these past two years in the Big Ten, like. Yeah, I guess this year and last year. I think he could have won MVP of the Big I don't even know what the MVP of the Big Ten is. It would have been
1: all Big Ten for sure. Oh, for sure. Probably would have been Offensive Conference Player of the yeah, Year that, at least awesome. one of these two years. But I know he didn't write it down, but we got to talk about what's going on with the Big Ten.
0: Yeah, I I just don't know what to talk about because every day I see something different. It's either, oh, Big Ten is is going to come back early October, and then the next thing I see is, one AD says Big Ten is Big Ten rumors are nowhere near true. And I'm like, I don't even know what to think anymore. I'm getting flip-flopped on both sides of the line 24-7. The more they flip-flop, the more I get concerned. But also, it gives me hope with the flip-flops because I'm like, oh, wait. They're, they're talking like, about it. Yeah, at least they're talking about it.
1: But the most boneheaded thing I've seen is that the Big Ten was considering starting on Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, and we talked about that when it first came out. Um, I don't like it. Thanksgiving would be a bit ridiculous starting that late. But I mean, anything that gets me football.
1: Well, but, like, I would rather have us just play a, in the spring and...
0: We're not... Yeah, but if we play in the spring, we can't play in the fall.
1: Who says?
0: Athletic bodies.
1: Yeah, but, like, from my understanding of it, D1 spring ball, they, they get beat the hell up anyway. So you play an eight-game... I think it was... It might have even been Jim Harbaugh, and this would pain me to say it. The plan he put together, it also could have been Jeff Braum at Purdue. There was a plan put together where it was pretty much like no contact during practice leading up to the games. You play like eight games, and that's it. The thing that would suck about starting on Thanksgiving is it would be so, uh, yeah, it'd be irrelevant in the spring. But it would just be a kick in the face, like we're starting our season when everybody else is getting ready for conference yeah, championship it so, season. It
0: would feel so out of place.
1: Because like, oh, Big Ten week one matchup: Ohio State versus Rutgers. Meanwhile, LSU or you know Florida versus Georgia and Jacksonville with the SEC East on the line.
0: Yeah, that's. <laughs>
1: I, I still don't understand why we opted out and the other conferences are playing. I really thought it was going to be more of a uniform decision. School,
0: a bunch of liberals, question mark.
1: But, I, like, I really thought that Thanks it was... Becky Blank.
0: <laughs>
1: right. I really thought it was going to be a uniform decision, like, either they're all going to play or they're all going to push it to the spring. Because, to, like, it just looks bad no matter what way. It either looks like the Big Ten messed up or the SEC doesn't value players, either way, like, it's not – there's no, like, good reason why some big conferences opted out and some opted in.
0: I think that the Big Ten – honestly, I think that the Big Ten wanted to be on the forefront of everybody canceling. Like, oh, we were the first ones to know it. Like, we, we, we did the right thing right away. And I think the Pac-12 was like, oh, yeah, let's follow them because they, they're going to dictate what happens in football – well, we forgot about the Big 12. We forgot about the SEC. Those teams are not going to stop playing football. It just doesn't fucking happen. So you look like an idiot when you want to come back on your statement, oh, we're not playing in this fall. Well, you should have waited another fucking month and see what happened with coronavirus cases because other fucking conferences are playing and we just look like fucking idiots now. It's stupid as hell. I hate it so much.
1: Right. What I would be interested to see is how many Big 10, because I know Madison's all online. So, like, that makes a little bit of sense why they didn't play football. I would be curious to see how many Pac-12 and Big Ten schools are sending students to in-person class but canceled football. Exactly. Because if you're having in-person class, I don't know why you couldn't play football.
0: Wisconsin's got freshmen in dorms. Yeah. We have half of our online classes, or half of our classes in person. Like, I don't know. I. eh.
1: Unfortunately, I don't think there's a right answer with any of this, which just makes everything frustrating. Yes. Because I think you could realistically come up for arguments, you know, why it'd be safer for players to be playing and, you know, why players can't play but students can go to class. There's just no right answers. It sucks. But thank God we got college football on the horizon.
0: Agreed. Um, before we go into our last segment, um. I'm watching the Houston and Thunder game right now. Uh, I know you guys won't care to hear this, but it's 99-99 in a game seven. Uh, We're both, me and Whitey are both pulling for the Thunder right now, uh, because fuck the Rockets and fuck James Harden. But, yeah, uh, just to give you an update what we're going through, how did you you finish up the draft or no?
1: Oh, shit.
0: Why he's been on autopilot with the draft, like, You are that guy who just puts on auto select Oh, no. you know his team is shit. They drafted a tight end way too early. They drafted a quarterback way too early. Bring it off your team for us, Whitey.
1: Okay, hold on. Uh, This actually is okay. So, uh, I'm just going to go through all my picks in order again. Delvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, Robert Woods, Terry McLaren, DJ Chark, Hollywood Brown, uh, then Preston Williams, J.K. Dobson. I made those, or J.K. Dobbins, excuse me. I made those picks. My two auto picks were Tevin Coleman at running back, which I do not like. I but, don't hate it. Well, yeah, but then uh, Hayden Hurst, who I'm high on at tight
0: end. Yeah, this good year. for you getting Hayden Hurst with an auto pick.
1: Yeah, my only concern now is I'm not up for twelve picks, and I don't think I'm going to get Alexander Madison.
0: That would be an issue. Folks, if you're drafting in drafts, it's it's always a good idea to grab Alexander Madison if you get Dalvin Cook. And it doesn't look like Whitey's going to.
1: Nope, because there's two guys on auto picks before I go again. Madison and up, up there? He's the, the top remaining position.
0: Yep, you're screwed. But Dalvin, who knows?
1: Maybe he'll stay healthy. Maybe
0: he'll start 16 games. Who knows?
1: And if he goes down, I got Joe Mixon, Chris Carson, Dobbins, and Tevin Coleman.
0: Damn right. Um, We'll move on to our last segment, though, which is a segment to be named later. We couldn't come up with a name yet, Um, but we wanted to introduce something for the 20th episode. We said there was going to be something uh, big. I don't know if this is big, but I think it's big for us because we love it. Uh, We're having a betting segment for every single um, episode. We're going to be focusing on betting, solely betting this whole uh, section. I think that... Especially for me, um, I need to get more into betting. I've said this, you guys hearing me like a fucking tape recorder. Um, I need to get more into betting. So what we're going to do is we are going to, during the podcast, throw out three picks for the upcoming week, weekend, whatever it is. We're going to throw out three picks that are going to be absolute locks. Locks that you should bet every single time. Maybe don't bet the house on, but they're, they're, they can lock your house up. But... We will be also doing uh, a bet a day, at least one bet a day. We'll be posting it on Twitter um, that, that aren't necessarily locked, but we want to keep track of our bets. Um, so we're going to be doing that as well. We're huge betters. Most most would call us degenerates. I got to get back into degenerate form because I've kind of lost my touch a little bit. But I know Whitey's still into it, so we're gonna we're gonna focus a lot more on betting, uh, which should be exciting for us. Hopefully, it's, hopefully it's exciting for you. Um, I'll start out with my first lock of the weekend. So we're recording this on Wednesday, September 2nd. Um, My locks will be... Or our locks this week will be for... I don't know if you have a tomorrow, but at least this weekend.
1: Yeah, I got one tomorrow.
0: Okay. So my first lock of the week is going to be Bucks Moneyline. They're looking at minus 220 here against the Heat um, on Friday. There's no way the Bucks don't win Game Three. There's no possible way that Coach Bud goes into his locker room and says, "Giannis, you're playing 30 again." There's no fucking chance. There's no fucking chance. So I got Bucks money line for the next game against the Heat. They're minus 220. Put a couple units on it. You'll make your money back. Easy.
1: All right, mine had to throw in some college football. Actually, two out of my three are college football. I'm going SMU minus 22 versus Texas State. Okay. SMU uh, ended the season either ranked or close to it in the American Conference. Kind of the you know sixth power five, as it's been considered. Uh, far and away the best group of five conference. I believe they played in the conference championship game. If not, they got third. Uh, Texas State is a very bad team bad. in one of the worst conferences in the country. Very bad. In my, like, the, uh, SMU brings Shane, he was at Texas, like, Bu Bu Kelly. Buc- Kelly. Shane Bu Kelly, Shane, their quarterback, very good quarterback, especially for a group of 16. SMU minus 22, lock it.
0: In uh, that same kind of fashion, I got SMU versus Texas State, but I got the over 70 and a half. Uh, I think this is going to be like a, a 60 to 14 game or something. I think SMU blows the doors off of whatever over they have individually. I think they route. Obviously, it's going to be a route because they're, what, 23-and-a-half? 22. 22-and-a-half 22 favorite. I think this game is going to be high scoring. It always is in those those group-of-five conferences because there's not much defense to be played. Um, but, yeah, I got SMU versus Texas State over 70-and-a-half. Lock it in.
1: All right, moving on to my next one. I hate to do this cuz it's nowhere near as fun as betting the over, but I got under 55 BYU at Navy, my unofficial game of the week.
0: Under 55.
1: Navy can can put up points in their triple but they can option.
0: They also go for like 14 in the game.
1: Right. And BYU plays damn good defense. Last year I know they had like 13 to 3 games. I think Navy scares me if BYU isn't ready, but with it being BYU's first game, they've had a lot of time to prep for that triple option. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Under 55, BYU at
0: Navy. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, my last pick, I'm going three different three different sports here. Uh, my last pick is going to be from golf, actually. Oh. They are starting their playoffs with match play. Uh, This weekend and on Friday Colin Morikawa Goes up against Daniel Berger Two of the best players this year When it comes to who's hitting the fucking ball Well on Friday they are Running a match down And I got Colin Morikawa Minus 110 Against Berger Berger's won twice this year I think Uh, Morikawa only once but I like Morikawa I watched him during his Collegiate match play at Stanford um or at Cal, actually. He was at Cal. Um I watched him a couple times actually, and I've seen a bunch of highlights from his match play in college. Uh I think he's a really good fucking pick here, and I'm taking a minus 110 against Daniel Berger.
1: Okay, yeah, changing it up a lot with the golf pick. Mm-hmm. At first I didn't know that was going on, so I was like, you're just gonna like bet a tournament? Like that's ballsy for a lot. <laughs> yeah,
0: lock it in. He's taking third.
1: <clears throat> so, my uh, third and final pick for this week comes from the NBA playoffs. I'm going Clippers minus eight and a half versus the Nuggets. I don't like it. You don't?
0: I, I know the Clippers have had a lot of time off, and the Nuggets have had one day off, but I just don't know. I, I like that Nuggets team a lot.
1: I like the Nuggets team, but they're just
0: gassed,
1: and Paul George has you know, kind of stepped it up. The playoff
0: piece sucks.
1: Yeah, but he kind of stepped up after we came up with his new nickname. Playoff PP. Just P. Oh yeah, but I. But didn't you gotta you gotta funny. spell yeah you know, okay playoff PP. But like the I just think game one the Clippers are gonna beat the hell out of them.
0: It might be so that that happens, but I could also see the Clippers winning by six. I mean, hey, that, I don't, don't want to talk down too much to your lock because.
1: But hey, that's the way betting goes.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It's the way she goes the way of the road.
1: But yes, I mean that wraps up our six locks of the week. Good thing we didn't have any opposites because that would have created a uh, that would have created a debate.
0: <laughs> yeah, glad no opposites. But uh, we will be tweeting picks every day starting tomorrow, which is Thursday, September third. Happy birthday, Jacob! Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to be starting to bet more. Um, I really enjoyed personally just watching why you go through Maxion last year, betting every single game and tweeting it out. Um, I want to get back more into that. We'll keep track of records throughout the season. Um, especially called football season. So yeah, I, I really hope this takes off and you guys actually like it because we love betting. We, I mean, sports wouldn't be sports without betting.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you, ah, oh, shit, I'm on the, I'm on the clock. All I right, got one five last seconds
0: from, from Jake's, uh, Jake's
1: draft here. Oh, I'm gonna have to go. I'm Anthony did, Miller.
0: I'm assuming you lost Madison.
1: Yep, didn't get Madison. That's a shame. So I just said hell with it and picked up uh, Big Ben instead.
0: I thought you just went Miller.
1: Just now, but the Madison. I've had two picks since the Madison oh, okay. fiasco.
0: Oh, so you went Big Ben over who? What quarterbacks were available? Uh, like Carson Wentz. Have been good ones. I'm starting Carson Wentz week one. Are you? I actually am. I think this is the one game he doesn't get hurt.
1: That's fair. I Andy, mean, I, Andy, I stream quarterbacks anyway yeah. heavily, so like
0: Andy. he's playing against Washington football team.
1: That's so true, and they're that's bad.
0: A, that's a big start for Carson Wentz.
1: But anyway, we were saying, um, you know, yeah, obviously the two of us like betting a lot it makes every game even more exciting than they already are, and yeah, we just figured you know bring a little more gambling content.
0: Yeah. So that will be the end of episode 20. Uh, can't believe we made it 20 weeks without killing each other. Uh, we haven't really had that many disagreements, but...
1: No, some of your uniforms were dog shit, but yeah, other than that... Uh, hey, no.
0: I, I mean, the polls did back it up. I was not a, the best uniform chooser, um, but it was a small sample size. Only like 80 of you motherfuckers picked pick sides. But
1: hey, shout out to those eight that were voted. To be fair, we only have like 100 twi- Twitter followers right now.
0: And probably like... Four of them care about our about our account, but yeah, that's fine.
1: But um, hey, if you're not following on Twitter, at NAF Sports,
0: yeah, and like we say every single week, uh, well, actually most weeks, uh, tell your friends about it, tell your grandma about it. Your grandma would love this. Um, but yeah, we'll see you next week for episode Thailand. Um, oh, geez. Oh no! I thought about three seconds beforehand, and I was like, Oh hey, I to God, timeline. Uh, 9 plus 10 coming up next week we'll see you guys then peace out thanks for listening